Thanks for joining us today on the Port City Church Podcast. With multiple campuses existing within Southeastern North Carolina, our mission is to be helpful and hopeful as we reach people and help them walk with God. To learn more about the heart behind our church, we encourage you to visit us at portcity.church. Good morning, church. How are we doing? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, you guys are doing great today. So here we are. Uh, It is spring, and last night our clocks sprung forward and our sweaters came back. Amen? Yeah? Cool. I was working on that all morning long, so I'm glad that that you enjoyed that joke. But um, hey, we're here, y'all, and uh, I couldn't be more excited to be with you, for us to be together, uh, to be in this series, We the Church, and to kind of be moving into what we're talking about today. And um, I, I think it's appropriate before we Uh, get too far, I would love for us one more time to celebrate the families and the parents and the babies that were dedicated today. Can we do that together as a church? Celebrate them. It's awesome. So, so cool. And man, what a, what a moment to experience, but also uh, what a beautiful and powerful picture of what um, I want us to talk about for the next few moments today. And that is this idea of the weight of the church, the weight of the church. For you and I, as people who are part of Port City Community Church, really any church in the world, what are we supposed to feel? What kind of weight and responsibility are we to carry as members of the church? And as we got to witness this and we got to see the, the families up here with their beautiful little kids and we got to see them commit to something, right? And then all of a sudden Rich turns and he says, hey, church, you stand up and you commit to something. I don't know about you, but for me, um, both services today, I got like goosebumps because I'm like, whoa, like this is, this is big. Like, like we're committing to come alongside of these parents as they seek to raise their children and their children's children to come to know God. And we have a part to play in that. Like we have a commitment to them, right? To them as parents and to them, to their kids as they begin to grow through Grow Zone and to the TI and one day to Tsunami and then Ripple Effect and then maybe they'll stay here for college. They can come to Overflow, right? And we have a commitment, like that's huge. And then that their kids, kids would come to know God, right? And what a beautiful picture. What a beautiful picture for us to carry the weight of the church together. I think Paul also gives us a great example of what it looks like to carry the weight of the church together. And so if you have a Bible, you can turn with me to the book of Colossians, uh, Colossians chapter 1. Uh, last week, me and Mike were up here, and we had a conversation about the church, and I got to ask Mike some questions about kind of where we are, where we're going, and what we're going to need to get there. And, um, and, and Mike read this beautiful prayer of Paul um, from Colossians chapter 1. So we were there last week, so you might be familiar with it. And he, he read this prayer um, from Paul, and, you know, it was beautiful because um, Mike said that this prayer has been like his prayer since the beginning of the church for over 20 years. Like, he's, he's been praying this prayer but it's really been kind of recently where he's been learning and seeing how much of a pastoral heart this is. It's not just a formula. I'm going to pray these three things so that my church grows. It's to know, like, these are beautiful things that we as a people, we need, right? And, and Paul prays for, for strength and for, for endurance and for, for patience. And Paul goes on. And I want to pick up and I want to read a a section of Scripture. We're going to read Colossians 1, starting in verse 24, down through chapter 2, verse 5. Before we read it, uh, I want you to consider something about the Bible. Uh, A lot of times we come uh, to this book, and I mean, we're all, you know, 
guilty of this. I don't know if guilty is the right word, but we all kind of do this where we come and we expect the Bible to like do something for us. And here's the thing is the Bible is always going to do something in you. But oftentimes what we want is we want to come and like, we just want to grab like a nugget, like just give me enough, God, so I can like tweet about it or post about it uh, and maybe like try to apply it to my life. And that's how a lot of us have read the Bible for years. It's just like, we're going to read it and we're going to apply something to our life. And I do believe the Bible always is going to do something in us, but it doesn't always give us an application. Sometimes the Bible moves us to compassion. Sometimes the Bible moves us to confession. Sometimes what we read in the Bible just moves us to, to praise God and to worship Him. And so as I read this today, I don't want you looking for the nugget to apply to your life. There's a lot of nuggets in here, and we're going to get to application. So don't worry, I'm going to give you very clear application at the end of the message. But for right now, as we read this, I want you to feel something. Like sometimes the Bible just wants you to feel something. And not feel guilty, but to feel something good. And so let's read this together. Colossians chapter 1 starting in verse 24. This is what Paul writes. He says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh, in my body, I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church. And that's just Paul's long way to say, um, Jesus suffered for the church, and now I suffer for the church, and we get to suffer for the church. Verse 25, this church of which... He says, I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known, the message of God, the, the good news of God, make it fully known. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them, to us, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles, all the world, how the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Paul goes on to say, Him, Jesus, we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. And unless you think maturity in Christ is knowing a bunch of facts, maturity in Christ is knowing Christ. That's where maturity in Christ is found. Verse 29, for this reason, for this purpose, Paul writes, I toil struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Chapter two, verse one. For I want you to know, I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is... Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. Verse 5, for though I am absent in the body, yet I'm with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Can you feel that, church? Can, can you feel the weight that Paul feels for the church? It's in his language. It's countercultural, right? That Paul would start and he'd say, I rejoice in my sufferings. Like who here rejoices in your sufferings? Right, very few of us. But Paul, he's showing us the way in which he carries for us, for the church in Colossae and for us today and the 
the way that I think God calls us to carry for each other. He rejoices in his suffering. He says he toils and he struggles with all the energy that God gives him. He says, I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you. Other translations um, say, I want you to know how I have agonized for you. An even better translation says, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you. How I'm contending for you. And though Paul says, I'm not with you physically, he's saying, I'm, I have so much care and so much concern for you. It's as if I'm there with you right now. That's what he's writing to the Colossians. And I want us to feel that today. Uh, a book, just a couple books before this in Galatians, Paul writes to the church in Galatia, and he says, he's talking about how he wants them uh, to be uh, conformed into the image of Christ, into Christ's likeness. He wants them to become more and more like Jesus. And he wants it so badly, he says, and I'm paraphrasing, it's as if he's in the pains of childbirth. He says, it's as if I'm in the agony of childbirth for you. Uh, my translation he loves them so much that it hurts. He loves those people of the church so much that it hurts. And if you're a parent in the room today, you can relate to that, right? You love your kids so much that it hurts often. And as a parent myself, man, I don't have to think back very far. I can think of a situation with each of my kids. I have a 16-year-old daughter, I have a 14-year-old daughter, and I have a five-month-old son. Hello. And, and I can... And I can think with the three of them, places where it's just like hurt, right? And I'm like, I'm hurting right now because last night I got home at midnight from a volleyball tournament, y'all. And I was with my 14-year-old daughter and she's uh, playing club volleyball, a uh, go NC Coastal. And they had a tournament up near Raleigh and we went, you know, and, and I'm like, and I'm thinking like, I know I'm preaching today, y'all, so don't, don't think I missed that. But I was like, oh, it's gonna be like restful for me. Like, I'm just gonna be away, you know, I'm just gonna watch my daughter play volleyball, you know, sit in my chair. Do you think that's what happened? No, yo, I'm exhausted because I'm sitting there watching and it's as if I am playing, right? First game, I mean, I'm like all in, right? And they're doing so good and she was doing so good and I was so proud of her that it like hurt me. Y'all, I, I cried one time. I'm like, I'm just so proud of my girl. She's so good, right? Like it hurt. I was so happy for her, right? And then they lost the match. And it hurt. Like I saw her hurting and just like hurt me. Right? Because she, she's my daughter and like I, I care for her. And I love her so much that sometimes it hurts me. I feel it. And I think that's what Paul is trying to tell us. He, he loves these people of the church. He's right. Church isn't a place, right? Church is a what? It's a people. He loves these people so much that it that hurts. And I think he invites us in to the same reality. And so my question for us today, church, is this. It's simple. It's why just Paul? Why not me? And why not you? Like, like why, can't, why can't we begin to carry some of that weight like Paul did? Should we? I think we should. It's not just because Paul was an apostle and he wrote half the New Testament that he cared for the church. It's because he was a member of the church. Right? He was a, a loved son of God, just like you're a loved son or a loved daughter of God. So why just him? Right? And, and, and why just Mike? Right? Like, why not us? And let me ask it this way. Like, what if we did? 
What if we did carry the weight and the, the care and the concern for us, similar to how Paul carried it for the church? Like, what if that actually happened? What if we decided to carry it together? And I would ask it this way to imagine it, is what would Port City Community Church look like if we carried the weight of the church together? What might our church look like if we decided we're going to carry the weight of this thing together? That we're going to carry some level of care and concern and responsibility for each other. That it changes who we are and it changes what we get to do. What might that look like for us? And if you're here and you're listening and you're like, Clay, I think it's a beautiful picture. That's a beautiful and powerful picture of what it might mean to be the church. The question is in how, right? Like how do we show and how do we carry this concern for the church? Because we're not Paul, we're not gonna write letters in the New Testament, so what do we do? How do we engage? I wanna lead us to another book of the New Testament, uh, the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10, I wanna read uh, one passage and I wanna pull out three points for us. And as you turn there, as you just prepare to look at it on the screen, I do want to ask this, is what would it look like for us to carry the way of the church together? What would it look like uh, for us to move from being attenders of a church to being contenders for the church? What might it look like for us to care so much for each other that we're willing to care for each other and to lay our lives down for each other, to to sacrifice for each other, to, to love each other in that kind of way. Hebrews 10, uh, starting in verse 19, is this really famous uh, passage. And it's, uh, it's one of the most powerful passages, I think, to just sum up uh, what we get to be a part of uh, in Christ. The title in my Bible is The Full Assurance of Faith. That sounds pretty good. And it's a passage we're probably familiar with. And the, the author of Hebrews, he goes through and he talks about how because of Jesus, we have confidence to enter the holy place that we get to go beyond the curtain to be face-to-face -face with God. And he tells us to, to draw near with true hearts full of assurance of faith and tells us to hold fast the confession of our faith. These are beautiful ideas. And then the very next verse, verse 24, this is what the author says to us. He says this, he says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. It's a famous passage. Let us consider how to stir each other up loving good deeds. Let's not neglect meeting together and let's encourage each other all the more as you see the day approaching. So if you're in with me and you're like, yes, I want to carry the weight of the church. I want to have a care and concern for us as a people. I want to be a part. What do I do, Clay? Three things to get us started is this, to carry the weight, number one, is consider your contribution. Consider your contribution. He says it this way. He says, consider how to stir one another up to love and good deeds. I love this. It's not just that we stir each other up. It's that we consider it. It's that we think about it. It's that we pre-decide how we're going to do it. Consider it. It means that you just didn't show up to church. It means you thought about it before you got here. It means when you show up to a friend's house, you don't just show up, you, you think about it before you get there. To consider something is to ask yourself the question, is what do I have 
and what does someone else need? Right, right. What, what do I have and what does someone else need? I think to carry the way of our church together, we've got to consider each of our contribution. Because the reality is you have something to contribute to the whole and to the people around you. That's number one. We've got to consider your contribution. Number two is you have to show up for the sake of others. Number two is you've got to show up for the sake of others. Uh, this passage tells us to not neglect meeting together. And I think a lot of us have squashed that down to say, don't miss church on Sunday, right? Because if you, if you miss church on Sunday, you don't get to check the box that you went to church. But what it tells us, it doesn't say don't miss church. It says don't miss being together, together. And to me, y'all, this is a beautiful picture of what it means to be the church is that we actually show up for other people. And I know people who do this, and they're beautiful people. Sometimes, a lot of times, I fail in that, right? It's, it's about me. It's about how I'm doing. It's about what I've got to do. It's a, I've got to preach the message, or i got to like whatever, or, I, you know, or it was a hard day, or last night was really late. And, and I show up for me, and, and here's the reality is that we all need to be here, right? Like we all need to be encouraged, but so do the people on your right and your left. And so what does it look like for us to carry the weight is to show up for the sake of others, to be together. That's number two. Number three is this, to carry the weight, we have to encourage each other towards courage. We must encourage each other towards courage. I love this word encourage because uh, we think about encourage as like the really nice person who pats everybody on the back, right, and tells everybody they look good today uh, and gives compliments, and that's nice. But to encourage literally means to, to give courage. It means that you're scared. It means that being a new parent is scary and hard. It means that being a college student is hard. It means that being a high school student is challenging. It means that the situations we're going through in our life are hard and we need courage. And to encourage is someone to say, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you enough courage for this next step in your life, right here, right now. And so if we're gonna carry the weight, y'all, we've got to encourage each other towards courage because it ain't getting easier and we need it. And so I think if you're in and you're like, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to carry the weight of Port City Community Church. These are three simple steps to take to begin to do that. And by this, I do not mean that all of a sudden we just kind of turn inwardly and we just kind of like take care of our, you know, what, a thousand in here, no more, right? That's not what I'm saying. Uh, last week, me and Mike talked about it. And Mike said one of the ways he's seen us ripen as a church is turning outward to the world around us. But here's what I believe is I believe that church is not a place. Church is a people. And when we get to be together as a people, we get to practice being the church. And so on a Sunday morning at 11, when it actually feels like it was 10, right, we get to practice being the church together so that when we leave these doors, we need to go be the church out in the world. And just imagine what that would look like in your life. If not just here on a Sunday morning, but at home tomorrow and at work tomorrow morning, you considered your contribution and you showed up for the sake of others and you encouraged others towards courage, what would that look like in the world around you, in your home, 
in your neighborhood, at work. It would look like us being the church for the world. And so as we close, I'd love just to offer us a vision, a vision for what this would look like. To next Sunday, come back to this place at 11 when it will actually feel like 11, and to practice being the church together. Not so that we just are here and we're comfortable, we love each other, but so that when we leave here, we are a more beautiful and powerful expression of Jesus in the world around us. What would that look like for you next Sunday? To consider your contribution. I think it might look like on your way here, on your drive to church, is that you would pray your way. Right? Pray your way. Begin to think, all right, God, I'm going to church. It's not just for me. I have something to offer. God, like, like prepare my heart because I'm distracted. My kids are in the back. They're yelling and screaming. My wife's mad at me because, you know, I didn't do something. Prepare my heart for me to offer something to people around me. Pray your way, right? And then you show up here and you get your, your free coffee or you eat your fancy coffee, right? And you buy your book, you know, and you come in. Next Sunday, we're not doing social sections. So y'all walked in, you saw your area of town. We're not doing that next week. But what I would like for you to do is I would like for you to sit in a section and be social. Can we do that? Can we show up for the sake of others? Because here's the reality is next week, when you go back to the seat that you've always sat in, or maybe you still sit in the seat you've always sat in, the people around you, they're going to be sitting in the seats they've always wanted to sit, sit in. And guess what? You're going to sit together for the rest of your lives together. So, so get to know them, right? Like get to know their name. And I'm an introvert, right? So it's hard. I get it. Like it, it's hard for us, but ask them their name. You can start there. Begin to ask their story. Begin to get to know them. So that when they're a new parent and it was a hard night, man, you can encourage them. You can offer them something. And if you're a parent and your kids are grown and you've, you've learned a thing or two, you can say, hey, here's my phone number. If you ever need anything, if you ever have questions about parenting, you text or call me. Or you're an older adult in the room, you're a mature adult in the room, you know? You got a college kid sitting beside you or a young adult, and they're trying to figure out life and career. Like, hey, if you, if you ever need anything, here, here's, here's my email. Email me. Right? You just keep it real, like, not too personal. Right? <laughs> but think about how encouraging that would be for a new parent in the room, a young adult in the room. That might be exactly what they need. And it's probably exactly what you need. So we would pray our way, we'd be intentional, and we would look for opportunities to pour into others' life. That's a beautiful picture of what it looks like to be the church next Sunday, to learn it, and to do it out there every single other day of the week. Are you guys in for this? Yeah? Okay. Cool. Yeah, let's clap it up. <laughs> if you're in for it, if you're in for carrying some of the weight, you don't got to carry all the weight. Mike can't carry all the weight. I certainly can't carry all the weight, but we can carry it together. If you're in for that, I'd invite you to stand up with me. If you're in for carrying some of the weight of our church, to be the church for the sake of the people around you, for the sake of the next generation, for the sake of your family and your neighborhood and your workplace, we're going to stand together. And I would love just to pray over us. And next Sunday, let's come back 
And let's do it together, okay? Let me pray for us. Father God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for this, this room that we do get to come in. We thank you for the ability to watch online. But God, more than anything, God, we thank you that we get to be your people. We get to be your bride. You love us more than we could possibly imagine. And God, I just pray that as we follow you, that we would love others increasingly more and more as we carry the weight of care and concern and responsibility as a church. God, I pray that you would give us the strength to do it because we can't do it on our own, God. We're dependent on you. But as we do this, God, as we lean in with each other, as we consider what we have, as we show up for the sake of others, as we encourage towards courage, God, I pray that you do something beautiful in this room and in these spaces. And God, that you do something powerful outside of these places. God, we love you. We serve you. We're thankful for you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, church. Thank you, guys. We'll see you back next Sunday. Have a great week. Thank you.